With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Lacrosse and Sport, the podcast for the fastest game on two feet and America's fastest growing sport. Here are your hosts, Roger Welton and Steve Jordan. Hello, Lax lovers, and welcome back to the preseason episode of Lacrosse and Sport, coming to you with my buddy from California. Hello, Steve. Hey, Raj. How you doing, brother? Doing well, man. Getting really excited about the upcoming season. Everybody's in preseason training mode. All my high school boys are conditioning with their respective schools. They're not allowed to pick up sticks yet. It's all about conditioning. But I, I see some of the stuff these guys are doing, and, um, you know, I kind of question it. Some of it kind of reminds me of some of the stuff that you and I were doing back in the day, which isn't really too far advanced from, from those days. Remember that? Uh, I certainly do. Uh, in my industry, we call it gym science. You know, we were going in there and, and doing movements that Arnold was doing, or we, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, for those of you who don't know Arnold, but he was the, uh, the godfather of bodybuilding, probably still is to this day, him along with Jack LaLanne and, Luferigno. uh, yeah, Lou Ferrigno and, uh, Weeder, uh, Tom Weeder. So, you know, these guys um, were the pinnacle of building your body for strength and for looking good, but they weren't building it for, for performance at all. You right. know, there was not there was no sports performance intention in any of it. And actually, you know, what we learned today in science is that if you build if you're building your body like a bodybuilder or using, again, what I said, gym science, you're going to be slow and you're going to increase your in, your risk of injury because your body is um, is trained in, in mainly very one-dimensional type movements, you know, where it's a push, pull, press, squat, lunge, where lacrosse and many other sports, not all other sports, are very three-dimensional, unilateral. So you have a lot of different types of motions going on that your body won't and can't adapt to if you train like that. Yeah, that makes sense. I remember, I remember the workout the one year. I, I don't remember if it was our junior or senior year, but you'd brought up in pre-show um, working out in your in your parents' garage. You know, with your your weight set, and you had that little universal in the back room there. And you know, that was that was what we did. We didn't really we weren't doing a much strength and agility and core work. It was just all about pumping up as much muscle as we could, and uh, you know, getting out totally. there and, and being big. But we didn't. I know it's, it's almost comical, but you know, I look at I look at uh, some of these guys conditioning, uh, you know, some of the things that they're doing. Now, luckily, a lot of them go to you know Empire Sports. You know, our mutual friend Edwin Jimenez does a great job, mm-hmm. wonderful facility, and you know, they, a lot of great training going on in there. And unfortunately, it's, it's kind of a kind of a minority of the guys that are going there. You know, um, but but I hear what they're doing. You know, they're they're running bleachers, they're running laps, they're doing Indian sprints. You know, their conditioning is little, little more than what we were doing. You know, aside from the small group of guys that are attending Edwin's facility, 
Um, so, so clearly these are leftovers from obviously our generation that experienced that kind of stuff back in the day. But, um, you know, you hear all kinds of stuff going around in, in terms of, you know, what's the latest and greatest. You know, some people are all about CrossFit and that's, you know, what they're doing. And uh, one thing I, 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 I commonly keep hearing come up uh, time and again is, is uh, high intensity interval training or HIIT training. And, um, you know, that's really something I'd like to focus on today and, and, and really pick your brain about um, because it, it, it is very commonly in the conversation, certainly something that Edwin talks about. Uh, so, so is this something that that you that you promote, something that you're involved in, and, and and something that you think is useful to the lacrosse athlete? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there are so many different fads and trends that you, you run across everything in life, including the fitness industry and sports performance industry. Um, you know, CrossFit being probably the biggest trend of the decade uh, among you know the the fitness and and, and uh, performance enthusiasts. Uh, we have our good friend Justin Lasala, who is a you know CrossFit um, competitor at the highest level. Uh, he just was in Miami and you know crushed it there. Got I mean the kid is unbelievable. And you know if you remember back in the day when we played football, well, I played football with him, and you know we played baseball with him and whatnot and other sports. But Justin was always an extraordinary athlete and has a build for that type of competition. Yeah. You know not everybody is built for CrossFit. Not everybody is built for some of the type of training modalities that are trending today, including HIT, which stands for high intensity interval training. Um, I do believe that there is a period of time in somebody's training program that that could be applicable, but people don't know the programming progression to be able to implement it and they don't know enough about it to be and many trainers don't either and I'm sure Edwin knows it uh, I'm quite certain he knows the progression there but many trainers even overlook that because you know they they want to like inflict pain and suffering and <laughs> you know sweat and you know bl almost blood sweat and tears on you know their clients so that they can you know, feel the reward of making their client challenged. And, you know, there's a perception today where more is better and it's not necessarily true. Um, so, you know, there's there's a lot of different beliefs. And, and I'll go more into that as as we go on in this podcast um, uh, where I see the value, where I see some of the detriment to it um, and how and when somebody could implement like a a, a, a program like high intensity training. So what is it? Tell, tell me about it. Okay, so high-intensity training, I mean, you break it down, you know, word for word. So, I mean, you remember back in the day interval training, right? Let's, let's take that word, for instance, right? Interval training has been around for as long as I can remember. I've been in the industry and studying it for 22, 23 years now um, at the highest level. And really, you know, interval training is just the – it's a it's a training model where you change different exercises moment to moment in between rest periods. And the rest periods can be zero. It could be 20 seconds. It could be 30 seconds. Um, it's typically shorter, but it helps to uh, train two different types of systems. And I'm going to get into a little bit of science here and, and you know, probably bore you out there. But I'm going to school you a little bit because this is stuff that has stood the test of time. It will be around, you know, 100 years from now. It's called anaerobic and aerobic training. Aerobic means with oxygen. So your body's utilizing oxygen as the primary resource for 
fuel to be able to get your th- get you through that and your muscles utilize that energy system. And then there's anaerobic, which is without oxygen. So more short-term energy where your body is using for power, for strength. And inter- in- in- uh, interval training is the ability to use both of those energy systems. So when you're doing an exercise followed by another exercise by another exercise, in what we might consider an interval or a circuit, just it's a figure of speech. It's all linguistics. It's just a different name. It's, it's literally you're, you're going from one without rest. So you're utilizing more oxygen and you have to use your aerobic system, but now you're doing exercises or types of movements that are requiring strength and power to be able to tax your anaerobic system. So a completely different energy system that's utilized by the muscles to do that performance or do that task. And that's the same kind of energy system that you would use in a game like lacrosse, right? So you're sprinting up and down the field, right, which is aerobic. And then you're also guarding or playing defense or pushing off of somebody um, and or jumping or uh, cutting and rebounding. That is more anaerobic. So Intensity, you know, the, the, the hit, the intensity of hit training, um, is really applicable towards lacrosse in many sports. Now let's go into, you know, high intensity and we, we use those words, uh, often. It, it's very basic and simple. I mean, it's self-explanatory. High intensity just means high volumes, high levels of intensity. So you're, you know, really maxing out. So like if you were, you know, what we use is the, uh, the rate, like it's a, a scale of rate of exertion. So one being like a walk in the park, 10 being like a max effort that you can do for maybe a couple seconds. High intensity training is interval training using an intensity level of like an eight, nine, 10 where you're almost maxed out, like where it's always super high, where you're on the threshold of exhaustion and failure. So high intensity training taxes your energy systems with, you know, that in mind, uh, using, you know, typical type of movements from pushes to presses, to pulls, to squats, to lunges, to jumps, to bounding, to balance, to core work. And it's, uh, it creates a very high demand on the body, mind, the, the spirit, literally, and just your willpower. Um, where very much where we, you know, we talk about games are won and lost in the last quarter, right? It's, you know, who has the best conditioning in the last quarter to be able to, you know, to play defense, to play offense in the clutch moments when there's, you're down a, you know, a goal or two and you need to get in there and score or tie up that game. Or when the score is tied and you gotta like, you, you gotta just give that a little extra effort. You know, the high intensity training allows you to experience some of those types of, uh, those types of feelings, emotions, uh, mindset that will help you to get through a game of practice, you know, in those similar settings with that type of, uh, with that much on the line. So, you know, I think it's really very applicable, but I also think it can be very detrimental. Um, so that in a nutshell is what high intensity training is. And there's so many different variables, uh, that can be manipulated. So the variables that be manipulated, um, are the exercise, number one, 
the amount of sets, the amount of reps, the amount of rest, the tempo, right? So slow, medium, or fast, and the recovery maybe between those groups of sets. So you could do, you know, like maybe three exercises in a set, or you could do five exercises in a set, or 10 exercises in a set. So it really just depends. Those are some of the major variables um, that you can that you can manipulate and you can manipulate them in so many different ways. So the variability of this type of training program is very high, which makes it exciting, too, because it's always different, which people like. Right. People don't tend to like to do the same things over and over again. They like the variety. Um, and I I tend to like that, too. But what I don't like about that is just like throwing a ball against the wall, right? The basics create the fundamentals for foundation, for longevity, for skill, and for mastery. And oftentimes when people do HIIT training, they, you know, they, the variety comes into play too often where they never really build on a skill set. They never really build a foundation. They never really build a, a mastery of a skill of some of the more basic skills that many of the other movements can originate from. So that's one of the, one of the flaws that I could see in many of the programmings with that, um, that I try to avoid in my own programming and with my own clients. So does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Now, now um, I, I, what really makes sense to me is the, the different systems, you know, and I really never really, had it broken down to me in that in, in that way. I mean, granted, it, you always had like sort of some of the insight that you know you, you're 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 bringing in the strength side um, with the benefit though of also um, putting some cardio in it. You know, it's kind of the basic premise of that. But of course, you went into it much more in depthly, and it it really explains it very well why it's beneficial. Now, um, you also to me, what's interesting is it does really apply to the lacrosse game. I thought of one thing, the face-off. I mean, that sounds very anaerobic to me at first, <laughs> right? It's just a wrestling match for the, for that last maybe five, 10 seconds. Um, you know, and, and so, or ripping a shot, you know, that's just all power. Um, but you might have to rip that shot while just having sprinted down the field on a fast break, you know? So I could see Absolutely. The, I could see that's, that's an excellent example. Yeah. So, so, um, with the lax fit that you do, we've, we've done a whole show on lax fit, but, uh, just a reminder, everybody, it's a, it's a, a tailored program that, that Steve put together um, on his website. What's your website again? The SteveJordanFitness.com. SteveJordanFitness.com. So, yeah, there's LaxFit, there's SurfFit. Uh, basically, you know, these programs Abs are – AbsFit. What's that? AbsFit. Oh, AbsFit, yeah. Well. So, so that, that must be new. I, it I is. Have to visit that and check that out. Um, but these are programs awesome. you know, geared towards, you know, these, these, these disciplines, these sports. Um and uh, obviously, this is a lacrosse show. So, so with the lacrosse, with the lax fit, are you integrating hit into that? Uh, absolutely. Um, all my programs are progressions, right? And that's what I was alluding to earlier, mm-hmm. where you know many people that are programming uh, professionals or even non-professionals, you know, there's so much stuff on YouTube today and other types of you know online stuff for free. You get what you pay for. You, you, I mean, right? I mean, you go, you, you can go online and you can find any program, but what these programs don't do and they don't address is the foundation that I just talked about before, the mastery of certain skills, the mastery of, you know, specific movements that are going to help you excel in some of the movements later on 
that are a little more exciting, that are a little bit more sexy, that have a little bit more flair, right? Ones that may be more applicable to the game of lacrosse. So what I do in my program is it, it begins with it's more moderate to foundation building, and it builds up as the program goes along. It's a, um, if I recall, it's an eight-week program, which is two months. And as that program goes through, it gets more and more intense, higher intensity interval training where there's little or no rest in between, really trying to get as close to mimicking the game tempo in the game uh, as, as possible. Um, and that's really the progression of the kind of training programs that I do that will benefit, you know, any athlete, whether you're a, a, a returning starter, uh, an all-state player, an all-American player, uh, even a professional player or a beginner. It will applicable. It can be applicable and applied for any type of population or any athlete playing the game of lacrosse. That's the ben- the benefit benefit of doing a program like LaxFit as opposed to going online and just finding a high intensity training program for lacrosse or, you know, just a high intensity training program. There's no, the person didn't necessarily take into consideration a progression. And so this, this again does. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It's, you know, you could apply that to anything really. Um, got to walk before you run. You have to uh, mm-hmm. um, scoop and throw and catch before you can, you know, do 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 other advanced things in lacrosse like ripping a corner, you know. So so uh, and, and certainly I'm sure the progression prevents injury too, right? A hundred percent. That's one of the key elements. I mean, if you if you can't play the game, right, because you're injured, what yeah. good is it? And you know, and, and again, going back to professional athletes, I've trained many in my career. You know, if you look at a professional athlete, and it's pretty cool to see even more now. Like sometimes when you're watching a professional basketball game on TV. You know, you'll you'll see the cameraman like kind of glance over in the pregame when they're doing some of the interviews or the pregame talks. And you'll see the players on the sidelines or on the court, you know, shooting baskets, foam rolling, which is, you know, was one of the first pioneers in foam rolling. I thought you, you were know, crazy 15, 16 years ago. Back in New York. <laughs> yeah, like 16, 17 years ago, you know, oh, this tool. <laughs> right. People were going like, we were, what is this thing? Now you're seeing it on TV and everybody knows what it is. And, you know, but it's cool to see these guys warming up in the way that I train all of my clients, not just the athletes. Um, and it's the very similar to the ones that I have on the LaxFit program, um, you know, and it, these guys are at the highest level, at the peak of their season, when they're at the top of their performance, are still doing the basics. Right. And I think that that's a really fundamental lesson to be learned here is that no matter what level you're at, the basics still have to apply. And I'm sure you can apply that to your practice of veterinary medicine, right? Like when you open up a, a, an animal for surgery, you have to apply the basic principles of, you know, anatomy, science and, uh, and your surgery technique before you can go in and do some, you know, other type of uh, more, you know, specific before you can get into that. Am, am I right? Well, we call surgery applied anatomy. Really, you know, it's just yeah. Without knowing the anatomy, you better not be in there. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I I I completely respect that. And and you know, you look at Paul Rabel on the lacrosse side of it, and he does some pretty crazy training stuff. Um, watching him train is, is it's something special. You know, he he was he twenty nine years old now. He's pushing thirty, and he's still yeah, performing out there in a young that. man's league. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the you know first thing he does is 
He hits the wall. Bang, 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 bang. Righty, lefty. Bang, 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 bang. 40 shots left, 40 shots right. You know, he doesn't just jump into scrimmaging. He, you know, does all his routines, his progressions with the basics, always focusing yeah. on the basics. That should apply. The most the most amazing athletes, and it's, it's very interesting that you brought up Paul Rabel about that and what you addressed there, 100%. What we watched, there's, a, there's this quote that uh, I often use. What we – what we, um, we, what we, what's the word? What we revel or what we admire about athletes when we watch them is it's the, the practice, really, it's the practice that we should really be like admiring. The time that these athletes put in before you even see them play is beyond what anybody ever puts in. Like Paul Rabel is putting in so many hours. We watch him when he's training. And we're like, oh, wow, that's cool. I want to do that. But you didn't see how he got there, right? Mm -hmm. Kobe Bryant, like, would play a game and would stay after the game for an additional hour because I know my some of my colleagues and friends who train him personally, like, would he'd go and shoot baskets and free throws. How many millions of free throws that Kobe has thrown, even after a game where he killed it and crushed it, and maybe had a high high point had high like some of the highest scoring points. He would still stay after and shoot and like play around. The guy had a work ethic beyond anybody. Steph Curry, another one, right? Oh, yeah. Not a like Steph Curry was like an underdog. He was not a a great like player in the beginning. He got hurt and he rehabbed himself to get to the point of where he's at today. He has a relentless motivation and focus to be the best that he can be. And these guys do the basics. And I don't mean just the guy, the girls of, you know, girl athletes do the same. Athletes at the highest level of the day put in so much time and effort and it, it, it applies to every area of your life. If you want to be the best, you got to put in the time. So don't just jump into where you see these people who are practicing and playing and all these sexy different types of movements. Do the basics. Do lax fit. Do uh, another program by another professional that will be able to give you a progression so you're going you know, through it all safely and efficiently and you'll play your best game this season. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if you saw it on – it's going around Facebook. There's this, uh, there's this, there's this coach from Australia. He's like – I forget his name, but he's a, he's a famous, famous um, and highly successful rugby coach, I guess. Rugby's huge mm-hmm. in Australia. And yeah. he was talking about just looking at – straight up ability and talent in young athletes i'm talking kids and he said avoid the temptation to label that kid as a future professional because you're probably wrong he said Mm. looking at talent and talent alone is not an indicator of future success because Mm. he was saying that nine out of ten of those kids with that superior talent take it for granted they they don't have the work ethic. They don't have the determination. They don't have the wherewithal to see it through uh, to the next level. So he said that is one of the poorest predictors of future success and greatness. Um, you know, and I, you do see these phenoms. You know, I'm coaching the 10U uh, travel team right now, and there's a there's a young man on the team. I don't want to say his name, but uh, he has he might be one of those exceptions. I think you know who he is. <laughs> He's mm. one of my son's friends. Um, this kid, this kid has exceptional talent, but the work ethic I see there too. Um, he'll go home from a, a rigorous practice, and he'll be he'll be on 
the rebounder. Bang, 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 mm. bang, 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 bang. Just constantly trying to get better. Constantly. And, and he's almost like a man among boys out there, you know, in this group. And, and still, he's not satisfied with that. He, he feels a need to constantly improve. Rare to see in a 10-year-old, <laughs> you know, mm. pre- pretty amazing. But for the most part, though, you see these kids, a lot of them do take it for granted because, you know what, why should I work hard? I could jump out there. I got this superior talent. And, you know, the, the playing field's pretty level, you know, f- f- physically. Nobody's hit puberty yet, you know, so that you don't have these freaks of nature out there that, you know, you feel intimidated by. For the most part, if you got exceptional talent, you feel pretty good about it, and you go out there and you kick butt, and it's effortless. You know, so I can understand that. It's, a, it's really interesting. But a little bit of a tangent there. Sorry about that. Um, but um, what, I, what I wanted to get into next real quick was, um, you know, you talked about the training side of it. What about the nutritional side? Um, what, what, what do you want to tell our athletes right now that are gearing up for the 2018 season? Remember back in the day how exciting this time was? We're lifting and mm. running and lifting and running. And granted, we were probably doing very little right, but it was just felt good to be training and looking forward to the season. Um, I, I remember it at the high school level, the college level, just the preparation. It was fun. It felt good. You know, there was a, there was a, uh, an, 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 a what is it, the, uh, a means to our end, uh, so to speak, mm. you know, and, and anyway, can you elaborate on the nutritional side of it? And yeah. The of all you this know, hard work that, you know, these guys are going to be doing and these ladies are hundred percent, you know, nutrition is, is, is paramount and there's more science and studies on nutrition and sports performance and recovery and in the past 10 years than there ever has been. Um, but I'm going to keep it pretty simple. Uh, I'm going to keep it actually very simple uh, because it's, uh, it, it can tend to what I, what I found that people tend to do is they complicate nutrition too often where it becomes, where it, it confuses people to the point of, I say you, they become like a deer in headlights, right? And they don't know what to do. So they don't do it. Or they, um, you know, and that paralysis by analysis, right? They, they just try to figure it out. So there's certain key pa- factors that I'm going to say. If what you're eating, if you look at the label at what you're eating, like the packaging and look at the label, if you're in the grocery store, or if you have it at home, if your parents bought it, if you buy it, and you look at the ingredients and if there's something in those ingredients that you cannot pronounce, don't eat it. Okay. Um, another rule of thumb. If it wasn't here a thousand years ago, or if your grandparents didn't eat it, don't eat it. <laughs> another rule, another rule of thumb: don't eat fast food. Oh yeah. Just don't eat it. Don't eat fast food. Don't eat it. Don't do it. I don't care if it's Chick Fil A, if it's McDonald's, if it's without the bun, if it's whatever. Just staying straight up. If you want optimal nutrition, don't eat. Don't eat fast food. Stay away from French fries. Anything that has like the the oils that they use and the French fries when the, you go to a place, stay away from French fries. And then last but not least, stay away from sodas. Any kind of cola, any kind of soft drinks. Uh, drink water and or some other like refreshing natural you know drink like. Uh, um, like a, a natural iced tea or a natural, you know, green tea or like an iced green tea. Um, those would be five rules of thumb that I would say. So I'll, re- I'll, re- I'll, I'll repeat those. One, if you can't pronounce what's on the label, don't eat it. Two, if it wasn't here a thousand years ago or if we were, and or if your grandparents didn't eat it, don't eat it. 
Three, don't eat fast food. I'll say it again. Don't eat fast food. <laughs> number four, um, uh, number, number four is, um, no soda. I forgot what number four. Oh yeah. No soda. No soda. Okay. And then there was a fifth one. What was that one? I maybe, forgot. Maybe the fifth was no soda. No French fries. Oh, French fries. Yeah. <laughs> no French fries. That's a tough one. No French They're fries. So good. <laughs> they actually, there's a recent study that shows, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm actually skeptical of saying this, but I'm going to say it, that smoking a cigarette is better than having French fries, a basket of French fries. Really? So the nicotine in a cigarette is actually a, is a, is almost a performance and a, a, um, uh, a neuro, uh, transmitter, like it has the ability to like, like connect neurotransmitters actually pretty good. It's the, it's the tar, the tobacco and cigarettes and it's the chronic smoking that affects it. If you had, you know, so that's why they say like one cigarette would be better than having like a bunch of French fries, like a supersized fries at McDonald's or something like that. It would have less harmful effects on your body than having those French fries would. But that doesn't mean to go smoke and, you know, don't, yeah. You can pick it up as a habit. Trade off the cigarettes. Eat a Trade French fry fries for cigarettes. <laughs> the tr- yeah, don't don't do that. But they've shown studies that that it, 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 you know French fries are really bad. And a lot of the the oils that they use are cheap. They're bad, um, and the fried food just kills your neurotransmitters. It kills your cells. It like clogs them and makes your makes your nervous system. You remember, you know this mitochondria, right? The mitochondria of your, your body and all you, you know, students out there, biology 101 mitochondria are like your working engines, your engines of your, of your muscle tissue and of all your cells. Like the, the, the effects on fried foods like that, they clog and like make your mitochondria sluggish. So you can't perform at the highest level and you can't use your muscles and you can't use your body and you can't use your mind efficiently in the way you should. There's tons of research on that today. So that would probably apply to potato chips too, because it's fried carbohydrate, right? I mean, it absolutely it's the same difference, really. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Very interesting. And, and uh, imagine how well we would have done, Steve, if not for our Taco Bell habit back back in high school. <laughs> you know what? That's so funny. Yuki, my wife, my lovely wife, asked me the other day if I ever had Taco Bell, and I. Because we we don't eat fast food here, and I said, yeah, one time or a couple times back in New Jersey, my friend Hoagie Michael Pressman brought me to Taco Bell. I think he found it. It was in like Union, and Spring, I told Yuki, I'm like, yeah, I think we drove to Springfield. Springfield. <laughs> yeah, we drove to Springfield, which was like a 15 minute drive away from us to go to Taco Bell, and I think it was Hoagie who found it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, and. um yeah, yeah. it was like a 20 minute drive. And we used which, to bring it back to Hoagie's house. Yep. We used to bring them back to Hoagie's house. We had we had like 20, 30 Taco Bells. They would be like spread out all over the floor yeah. with all those blankets and pillows in his <laughs> house. Pigging out on Taco Bell. Yeah, all too often. Yeah. God, it was worth the drive. But but what were we doing to ourselves, <laughs> you know? Again. Yeah, man, we weren't doing we were holding ourselves back. Yeah, and here we thought we were just feeding ourselves calories, and, and it's all about calories and you know protein shakes, and didn't matter how much gas it gave you, you're gonna you're gonna swallow down those protein shakes. Dude. <laughs> Dude. 
I remember <laughs> there was one I caught. I don't know if you remember. There was one I took. Uh, I think you were on it too. It was called Hot Stuff. Hot Stuff. Hot Stuff. And that oh, stuff yeah. gave us the worst gas. And, uh, and I remember yeah. as, as Brian Paris. Brian's been on our show before, um, you know, as a, a pain management expert. And uh, he's a chiropractor. And um, he played lacrosse with us. And we're all on Hot Stuff. And and we're just, just have tremendous gas. And, and we're sitting in algebra class. And I remember <laughs> our buddy Rich Skolaski turns and he goes, He's man, I'm gonna change the name of that stuff from hot hot stuff to hot farts. <laughs> so like, you guys are killing so you, me. You're never gonna believe it, but it still exists. It still exists. It is still, <laughs> it is still. I just looked it up. It is still in the market. Wow. You can buy it on Amazon, and also there's a website called Hot Stuff Nutritionals. Wow. It's that's their website, HotStuffNutritionals.com, and the the cover looks almost identical. It looks pretty much the same. That's hilarious. I'm, I'm gonna have to look that up. The um, yeah, is I'd like to read the reviews on it because you know Amazon has reviews. If anybody comments on the gas it gives you, <laughs> you let's see if there's any. You could, pa- you could power my cat uh, with that stuff. <laughs> but, the, but I don't see any reviews. And I remember some of the, some of the trainers back then and some of the you know guys that were giving us advice, you know, in the gym touting some of the stuff you know you tell them god it makes me fart an awful lot and they'd be like nah, nah that thing, you know it's working that means you're getting the right amount of protein <laughs> actually here are the reviews it actually has like 55 percent five star 21 percent four star and there's wow. like 14 percent one star but uh you know a lot of the reviews five star i'd buy it again i think it works helped me with size and strength i love this stuff works great tastes great recently joined a walking club light exercise daily walking da 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 when you want to enjoy your life, hot stuff can be your edge. Life is movement. I'm 50, 50 plus. Um, yeah. So it's still around. It's obviously still the formula, you know, like updated yeah. or something, but I'm sure quite a memory there, but you know, we just, we had no real guidance and nah, you know, Dave Idle got, was our guidance. What's that? Dave Idle was our guidance. <laughs> and <whatever laughs> that was the blind leading the blind. To talk to you at the gym. <laughs> and, you yeah. know, uh, yeah, even, you know, Steve, I get to college and, you know, you'd think that, you know, we're talking 1992 to 1996 I played, right? And it's like, I remember getting to college and it was all about power cleans, squats, deadlifts, mm. uh, you know, bench press, military press, you know, all these power movements that, God, I'm lucky I have any joints left after that, you know, and it's fine. It's the, the Jason Pressman workout. Yeah, well, he's built a little differently than most of us, you know. <laughs> right. And let me go back to that again. Uh, yeah. And you just brought that up, and I brought that uh, that up as well about our friend Justin LaSala. And now we bring up Jason Pressman about being built for those type of movements, right? Justin LaSala built for CrossFit. The guy's yeah. short, stocky, like built like a shit brick house where he's, you know, literally like a Mack truck. He's yeah. he's solid, like big bone density, you know, right frame for all those type of movements. Um, you know, for instance, me, like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, almost five ten, but I got really long arms. Like my arms, my arm length and arm span should be like for somebody who's probably six foot six one. Um, and no, literally, I mean, I, I have really long arm wingspan. So like if I do a bench, I'm at a disadvantage because I don't, I have a, a long lever that I need to push. So I have a more distance I need to co- need to cover. So bench press is not ideal for me. It's never been my best strength. However, legs like I have shorter legs, and so I can squat more and do more because I have shorter distance to cover. So body size, type, 
is really important in, in knowing like how and what modality or what type of exercises would benefit you. It's funny. I have the same proportions. Uh, I'm a little shorter yeah. than you, 5'8", but uh, same thing. I could squat till the cows come home. Bench, I was I was kind of at a disadvantage as well. And, you know, I I, I used to watch Justin bench, you know. And I'm like, he's got to just go down like six inches to his chest, it looks like. Whereas I had to travel all the way down, all the way up. You know, granted, my chest wasn't as big as his either. But I just always felt like I had this long – I never really thought about that. But, yeah, I have I have the wingspan of about a 5'10 guy um, versus my 5'8 stature, which you should be equal, right? Your wingspan should yeah. be your height. Yeah. Exactly. That's what they say. They say that your wingspan, like fingertip to fingertip, should mm-hmm. be your height. Yeah. So everybody keep that in mind. You got your long and lanky guys out there, and it's funny because I see it in my son. You know, we're letting him do a little bit of weight, and um, you know, he's got a long way to travel. He's got got that kind of lanky physique, and you know, I I find that some of the best stuff for him is more of like the core movements. The um, you know, uh, because he's so long, you know, um. I've seen the, the most improvement in him when he's been doing a lot of core work. Uh, he's been doing yeah. that a, a lot lately with Edwin. So, you know, and that would make that. sense because that would make sense because he's growing still mm-hmm. and his nervous system is also growing and adapting to the new size and new length of the muscles and the and the bones, right? So there's an adaptation that the nervous system has to take on to adapt to those new lengths that are created from just growing natural growth spurts. Um, and so doing stable type of movements helps to organize the nervous system, the muscular system, and the skeletal system. You know, you, the, the basic progression to movement is simple to complex or no movement to movement. And if you can follow that simple progression, that's going to help you build towards, you know, a more uh, athletic and performance-based type movement and, and athlete altogether. Yeah, and it's interesting because the – the other um, one, one of the one of my big takeaways, and I'd like your opinion on this. The Edwin had mentioned, you know, he's he's working mostly with developing athletes age seven through seventeen, right? By the time they hit the professional ranks, at this stage in his career, he's not really doing the professional athletes as much. He's really focused on the youth. And what he's saying is, quantitatively, every time a child hits a growth spurt, they're going to lose about thirty percent of their gains, um, and. and the number is that high, according to he showed me some a uh, bunch of studies, and the the program that he's putting these kids through is minimizing that loss to like maybe ten percent uh, as they stick with it. Would you mm-hmm. agree that a, a speed, strength, and agility program, age appropriate, reduces the loss of gains that significantly, just based on anecdotally? Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. You know, like I don't know 20%, the figure. That sounds like a staggering number to me. <laughs> yeah, it is a staggering number. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know the I don't know the the, the the stats or studies. I've never seen them or even bothered to look at them. So I'm sure they exist. Yeah. Um, however, you know, anything you do that's going to offset the the loss of strength, coordination, um, balance. Uh, um, what else? Uh, power is all going to be good. You know, anything that you can do to offset it. And, you know, it goes back to Newton's law of a body in motion stays in motion, right? So if you don't use it, you lose it. If you stop moving, you know, just stay in motion, keep moving no matter where you are in your phase of growth of life, 
you got to keep moving. Some of my most some of the, the the clients I admire most right now in my current client list are the oldest clients. I have clients that are 83 years old that are moving like athletes, that I have them doing stuff, obviously, at much lower levels and lower intensities. But these guys and gals are moving with, you know, poise and grace and athleticism that they didn't have before. And their doctors like are astounded often by their their physicals when they go in for usually at that age at like 83 you're going in for like biannual physicals you know twice a year and the doctors like are always commenting on saying you're in amazing shape whatever you're doing keep doing it and they're always like it's it's awesome to see and that's i don't think it's you know, a lot of them give me the credit, you know, and obviously I give them the credit back because they're the one doing it. I'm just coaching them. But it's really true. At any age, movement is necessity. And you got to just keep moving no matter where you are in life. Like, even if you're injured, like, you know, I mean, lacrosse is going to bring even preseason and in practice and during the season is going to bring on injuries. That's inevitable. Somebody's going to get injured. Hopefully not severely. Hopefully that won't end their career. But during injury, you know, work out, exercise. There's always a way to find a way to move. If you hurt your leg or your knee or your ankle or your toe, wherever hit, uh, move your upper body. If you hurt your upper body, move your lower body. And that will help facilitate healing. It will keep your mind sharp. It will keep you in the game. And it will allow you to bounce back better and you'll get um, even when you're, you know, when you're done healing, you'll have uh, probably a shorter time span of coming back from that injury and playing, you know, where you were before. So I remember when you were injured, you know, you still still trained, and when I was injured, I still trained. We just we worked around it. Yeah, those are those are sad times because you want to do everything so badly, the body mutiny stage. But uh, I think rehabilitation, fitness—that's another great topic for a future show. Because, yeah. God, you know, the body, you're going to get injured. It's going to happen. And, you know, that there's a nutritional aspect to that, too. We could really have fun with that. Pretty funny here, Steve. We had talked in pre-show about, you know, keeping this one short and sweet and staying on topic. And we just never managed to do that. It's just too much fun. <laughs> and so It we, is. But we have great stuff to talk about. Oh, this yeah. is invaluable, invaluable. Uh, invaluable information. You know, oh, this is stuff word. that – clients are paying me a lot for that you know and studied in your in your medical science and 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 uh curriculum this is stuff that professional athletes are using this is stuff that if you don't use it shame on you yeah shame on you you know and, and agreed take the information and use it and and we believe in it so much as an athletic club a youth athletic club that our travel teams 10u 12u and 14 three teams and whatever we're going to see, we're going to, we want to actually do the same thing for the girls as well. Uh, we're working on that side of it. But our boys are having to practice already because their first tournament is January 28th. They spend one practice in Empire Sports facility with no gear. It's all just straight up training, you know, and, and we're getting it into the psyche and the mindset of these kids at a very young age. These are nine and 10 year olds. You know, starting there, and then they, it progresses to 12U. And the 14U guys, he's integrating lifting as well to integrate with their speed work, footwork, and agility. And, and flexibility, of course, that's another big thing. But um, mm-hmm. we are trying to facilitate the parents' awareness of this stuff, right, and the importance of it. Because 
if we don't, the next club up the road is going to do it, and we'll be smoked, and our kids won't benefit, and they'll they'll suffer for it. It's it's not like it was back in the day, you know. There's so much awareness out there, and 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 the elite clubs, the elite the elite teams, and the elite coaches are doing this stuff. So, mm-hmm. great discussion tonight. So everybody, gear up for the preseason. Take a look at the LaxFit program. It is phenomenal it incorporates so many of the different aspects that steve was talking about tonight steve what's that website again steve jordan fitness.com go to the tab section under programs and you will find lax fit uh let me see which one it is under there so it is oh online fit you go to the tab online fit and it is the first one, the second one down there called LaxFit. Uh, and click on that. Um, I believe that there is a trial, um, like a free option there where you can go in and just get a, a free workout, like one, what, like a one day type of, uh, exposure to it. And then I believe it's $29.99, uh, for a eight week program, which is like peanuts, dirt cheap. Yeah. It's pretty much like a dollar a day. That's a no-brainer to me. And um, I will also post that on the show page. Um, it'll be available on iTunes as well as our show page at Blog Talk Radio. So just, hey, great discussion, Steve. Great to reconnect with you. It's two weeks in a row. I'm very happy about that. By the way, Billy's camp went great this past weekend. We talked about the big wave camp. Uh, quite successful. Awesome. Yep. Very, very, very different from, uh, you know, not, not – that was all – straight up lacrosse stuff all technique you know the, the the goal there obviously is not to um physically train these guys but just get them up to speed on the lacrosse side of it and hopefully with the help of this episode with the help of your lax fit program and some of the things we're implementing via the club everybody will get on board with the physical side of it <clears throat> any last thoughts awesome. there bud no lax on all take care everyone we'll talk to you soon Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.